0: This is First, Last, Best, Worst, the only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-Track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Alright, welcome to First Last Best Worst. I'm your host, Carl, and uh we're missing we're missing Taylor today. He yeah, hey, but a, you got me. But I got Paul. You got me. And we got Paul mic'd up, which is Ooh. my favorite thing. It's it's much better than Taylor. Yeah, it is. And usually you're just sitting back there judging, and now judging, you gotta be judging here
1: talking. Napping, <laughs> napping, thinking about things I'd rather be doing. Yeah. Every once in a while you wake up and say,
0: Want some echo on that? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Or turn that down.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So I wanted to tell you this story. Recount this story. This is a uh, uh, an on the road story. It's one of the most, I don't know, I guess, embarrassing things that had ever happened to me. I was playing at this this bar called the Burrow Bar in Jacksonville, Florida, and it was I got it on one of those DIY um, booking websites or whatever. So it's a DIY space where they have a cot in the background. You can sleep in the dry storage if you want to. So it's like cool, cool gig, you know, and so I'm driving to it, and I ate at this place called Bojangles, which... Um, Love
1: Bojangles.
0: Yeah, I hate it.
1: It's the but... best. What did you even eat there, by the <laughs> way? Do you egg, remember? egg and cheese on a biscuit. That's the problem. You gotta get the
0: chicken. I, I'm vegetarian, though. Just eat the chicken, baby. I know, I should yeah. eat yeah. it. doesn't matter. It. I'm never going back. Yeah. So I eat at Bojangles, and I get to the gig, and they're like, oh, you're just playing solo. Here, you can have as many drinks as you want tonight, and I was like, I'm gonna drink a million drinks, because I didn't get to sleep in the, on the Cause you have a problem and yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I fucking get my first drink. I get up to play my set and I just like, I get this like feeling in my stomach and it's, I mean, it's just identifiable as, food poisoning. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just hits me and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom so bad, but I'm in the middle of my set. Of course there's like three fucking people there. Like I could have just taken a break, but no, I got to do it. I got to do my time So do my time and then put down my guitar. And I mean, it's like a sprint to the bathroom and I just had like, the worst fucking diarrhea. Then <laughs> I come back up. I'm like, okay, I'm all better now. And I try to drink some more of my drink. And I'm like, I can't. And so I was, I had rented a Subaru Outback for this tour. And so I went out and I made my little bed in the Subaru. And I'm just like, I'm going to sleep in my car. And I'm just going to go to bed and sleep this off or whatever. So it goes good for about an hour or whatever. And then I wake up and now it's like, in, it's like one in the morning. It's in the middle of the night and it hits me again. And this time I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm in the middle of downtown Jacksonville, Florida. So I get out of the car and I mean, I'm just like sweating and there's like some homeless dudes standing around. This guy comes over. He's like, hey, you're from Jersey? Because the plates were from Jersey. And I'm like, sir, get the fuck out of here. And he was like, ah, that's <laughs> rude, you know? And he walks off. And I mean, it was like one of the things I'm like, I am going to, I'm going to poop. I, I don't know what to do, and I, it's not going to be in my pants. So I, like, put my feet inside of the car and have, like, I'm holding on to the, like, door jam or whatever <laughs> with my <laughs> butt sticking out. And, like, I mean – I don't know how. I guess I'm gonna get graphic because it like shot out like ten feet, <laughs> like it was like under so much pressure. And then it continued. Then I started vomiting too, and it was like that all night, over and over again. And I'm just like, like it had never even occurred to me that I might get sick on this tour because I had, I was like, I can sleep in a car, I have no, no fucking problem. And I'm just like shivering and like have my shitty sleeping bag, and it, oh, it was so bad. So in the morning, I woke up, I felt a little bit better, and I drove to the beach and just kind of like floated in the water for a second, and. Uh,
1: the ocean cures everything.
0: It, did, it yeah. really did. It really did. And then I went I played at St. Augustine the next night and uh you know it was like this is not a podcast about going number 2. This is a songwriter podcast and we have Matt Gibbs in studio today. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. That was one hell of a story. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something. I love
2: it.
1: I it's feel crazy. weird
0: putting the diarrhea up top, but I guess you know whatever. I, I already we'll have there. diarrhea
1: up top, and then your worst song. Yeah, that's at the, the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bookended. I,
2: I mean, I, I'm more for the jumble. You know, like make a collage of first and last and best and all that. You know. Yeah. Just bladders on the wall. It's like it's like <laughs> your best story, but your worst nightmare. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Well, really, I'm just pouring some out on the curb for my homie Taylor, who's yeah. uh,
3: <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Out yeah. On the
2: curb. <laughs> I was picturing you like hurtling down the highway
0: while that was wow. happening. No, like, it was parked. I was too nervous because I had drank some beers, so I'm like, I don't want to get a DUI out on the road, you know? Yeah, and like yeah. So I didn't drive in- and end up like
1: pooping in public. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> right. I'm so t- sorry whatever that would be
1: in Florida, they probably shoot you for that.
3: yeah. Do you know,
0: stand your ground laws, yeah. take
2: it into their own hands.
0: And the like thing is that you know, like it was all over the sidewalk, so somebody had to walk <laughs> by in the morning and be like, "What the fuck? What crime scene? You know, happened here?" But anyway. Uh enough about that. Uh could you play uh, your first song you ever wrote?
2: All right, I'm going to play my first song I ever wrote what and it's the- called Get Thee to a Nunnery. All right. Wow. <laughs> okay. Deep man. Here we, Here we go. go.
4: taken nature's love is love, I'm taking love of flowers and vows. please don't let the flames devour, fire's nice but ice is rotten, heat of fire's soon forgotten, ice will judge the situation, segregate the integration. Lies hatred that will warmth undone, and rays of gleaming fire down. Ruin love is a precious crown. Get thee to a nunnery. It's my way of saying I'm done with thee. Heart of mine, it's bored with yours. Stop the bus, I'm off the tour. And I don't wanna be afraid to endure. Except the torch, though fingers may be black and scorched. This game is over now, and everybody here. Get me to a nunnery, it's my way of saying I'm done with thee. This heart of mine is bored of yours. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Nice. Get Me To A Nunnery. Very, the. the. Yeah. Very poetic for a, yeah. for a first song. Well, do, do, should
2: I back that up with the story behind that? Behind Ooh, yes, that please. Total yes. banger, that club banger. <laughs> They've been playing at clubs. I uh, I wrote that song... It was the, literally, like, the first song I ever, like, penned. I, that is how I chose to, to choose, like, decided right. to choose this one. Uh-huh. It was, like, the first one in my, like, journal of, of lyrics. Really? And there's literally nothing in there that I would ever repeat in public, and I was like, all right, this song I can hang with. At least I gave it a good college try for what? a high schooler. So I, I was, uh, you know.
1: Is yeah. uh, is get Getty to a Nunnery, is that a direct quote from something?
2: Yeah, it's from Shakespeare. Okay, that's
1: what I thought. Still in <laughs> yeah, those. So it's
2: still, kind, kind of sounds... It, that <laughs> kind of sounds like the classic, like,
1: darn woman breaking my soul, yeah. killing me kind of situation. We're in talking that
2: song. like 17th century mm-hmm. of like the blues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it's um, it's from Hamlet. Okay.
3: Right, right. Yeah,
2: and I had so I had this English teacher who was also my songwriting. Like he held this songwriter circle and would invite a few students who were like real interested in music. Really, he's like, you should write a song, and I was like. Of course, like everything had to be like poetry. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, well, I'm definitely going to use the
3: word the (laughs) T H E E (laughs) in this song. I know I'm going to do it.
2: God, chicks dig that.
0: (laughs) Were you playing guitar for a while before that?
2: Uh, not really. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, I started taking it seriously around ninth grade or whatever. My mom started me out on this tiny little acoustic guitar when I was in like second grade, Mm -hmm. and until I got to high school, I would say it was like I just hated it. (laughs)
3: And, oh, really? <laughs> but
2: it's, it's one of those things that I wasn't like not allowed to quit. There was uh, the and
0: kudos to mom for that. Yeah,
2: nice work, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, and then I started like finger picking it out because it seemed to me at that time everything should be like complicated and finger picky and melodic. <laughs> and, but you know, I, I, I was really proud of that song for a really long time in like high school. I hardly played it for anyone, of course, except the like songwriter circle, uh-huh. which is like me and the teacher and the other like. Wiener music kids and um Where
0: was this? Where did you grow up?
2: Oh in uh San Francisco Bay Area, just like north of the city in uh Marin County.
0: Oh okay. Whoa,
1: what uh what high school did you go to?
2: I went to Marin Academy.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. You know Sorry, I got a little I oh, got a little no, connection it. with the S F but I don't uh, know Oh one. nice. But yeah, yeah, well,
2: I mean yeah. like uh yeah, uh, lots of friends who went to like Tam High and Mill Valley and Redwood High. Tam High, High. And, yeah. That's you know all sorts of celebs went there. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't need to talk about them. That, that
1: I way. wanted to know like that. Um, that chorus was that kind of took me by surprise in the best kind of way. Uh-huh, like, I was really that was I was like okay, like <laughs> the first part of the song I was like that's nice, you know, it's really cool. <laughs> um. It was pretty, and then it kind of went to the chorus, and it felt like suddenly it felt like a like a real song. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Like not yeah. like it didn't before, mm-hmm. but it, it the first part kind of went on for a while longer than I would have expected. Mm. Um, but the chorus was really nice. It was tasty.
2: You know yeah. what's so funny about that is I've always kind of held had a grudge against that chorus because that's where I like engaged the brain, whereas right. the first right. part of the song was the like was the like po- popped out of my mind part. just... Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah, but you know yeah. you know what? Engaging the brain once for a song, yeah. I think that's the right amount.
2: You gotta do it at some point. Once. I think. The
1: rest of it should be totally just reptile brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then one time you kick it on, <laughs> so people are like, huh? Oh.
2: The spark of creation. Exactly. <laughs>
1: there's gotta be some little Well, there's twist. the like
2: little innocent guy in there, and then there's the the like the freaking Garden of Eden fucker upper. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, guy. the Snake slithers yeah. in, takes over. <laughs> and um yeah, so that's kind of that's funny that you say that because I've literally always been like oh, this course isn't good because I used my brain. Mm. Um, <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah, funny, funny stuff.
0: What this songwriter circle? Um, did the teacher? i like. Is he? Was he a good songwriter? I mean, was yeah. he? Did he write for people?
2: Yeah, his name's Chris Alexander. I don't know. I actually don't know like if he what his like major projects were but he Uh was like such a good songwriter i even knew that back in high school when like adults singing and playing acoustic guitar would make me want to barf for the most part (laughs) Uh like but he was he was i was always like oh man if i could like write as many songs and like Mm -hmm. be as into it as him like i could deal with that right because many of my guitar teachers and stuff i was like i love playing guitar but I don't want to be this guy when I grow up. No offense, <laughs> guitar
0: teachers—they're probably not listening. Yeah, it's cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a I had a teacher in high school who wrote, who was also a songwriter. Wrote for the the band the Bottle Rockets. You oh that? yeah, oh, nice. yeah.
2: They just went on. I was hanging out with this guy Chuck Prophet. Are you familiar with yeah, him yeah, at all? Yeah. yeah, I was hanging out with him in California, and he was just on tour with the Bottle really?
0: Rockets. Really? They're yeah. like my favorite, and like I I so badly want to tour with them. Yeah. but like they're just like. Cause they were like the the I'm from St. Louis, but like south of there in a small town, and they were like this small town boys made good. Really? You know they were on Conan O'Brien. Whoa. It was like, honest to God, their fucking their rhythm guitar player doesn't play at the band anymore. Was my middle school janitor, and like <laughs> fucking had a going away party for him because he was going to New York to play on Conan O'Brien, and like we all stood in line and he fucking <laughs> signed autographs. Like the guy that was putting sawdust on our vomit 20 minutes before that <laughs> and it's on not, your diarrhea yeah and on the yeah. diarrhea yeah. I mean it was everywhere damn uh, <laughs> that's wild That that, that's that right and yeah. then my high school and then my high school English teacher uh you know was friends with all those guys and wrote songs with them um so it was
2: that's yeah English teachers man it's yeah. a career I would think about having in addition to you know like
0: it's right, totally easy, right? Star. It's not like you have to
2: like <laughs> learn stuff to
0: be. has got got to read. <laughs> so, um, what we we'll ask you to do now is play maybe your last song.
2: Yeah, I'll set this up uh, by telling you it's just like creep factor. I've been down with that. Like, there's this sort of balance between like pretty shit and creep factor that I've been really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll just let it speak for itself because. All right, it's called uh, my shadow and I
4: in
3: love, in
4: the love, my shadow
2: way i walk
4: and talk alone but i swear i'm in here
2: i can promise there's somebody
4: home it's my shadow and i my shadow
0: Creep Factor 100. 100. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah, Creep yeah. Factor. <laughs> spooky.
2: Spooky. Ah, thanks.
0: It was spooky. I was I was mentioning this to you earlier. Um, well, your your band is not just you and a, and a guitar. You got a pretty no. big band. Yeah. Evolfo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. What's what's the makeup of it? You have a horn section. Yeah,
2: we got the horn section. Uh, but they all like double on other stuff. Basically, mm-hmm. basically, our sax player like lives on fucking Mercury now with his. <laughs> gargantuan pedal board and his <laughs> sound guys love him oh, they just honestly oh. by the end they do though yeah. he's so lovable so and I mean. it's so amazing and he's really like gone to great lengths to make his like effect situation work for everybody uh-huh. you know like he's got his own way of controlling it so it doesn't get out of hand for the sound guy anyway <laughs> yeah it's like sax, trumpet, trombone but they're all like trumpet players doing background vocals and percussion mm-hmm. and uh, trombone players doing guitar and um. Yes. Yeah, so trombone and guitar. Yeah, not at the same time. <laughs> that would be impressive. He's like he's trying but, to be. But
1: is it just you on guitar, and then him on, or or her on guitar? It's, it's just a, the two. It is just the two of okay. us on
2: guitar, and he is playing. <clears throat> he's wrapping the trombone like hooked around his elbow. I'm like, get a trombone stand, but. He hates uh, when I tell him what to do, so he's (laughs) never gonna do that.
0: That's like every musician. (laughs) (laughs) He hates it so
2: much, dude. He's such a little. (laughs) um, But uh,
0: and then you have and then do you have an organ? Yeah, we got the organ.
2: He plays. He's like, I can't think of any keyboard player in the entire world that I would like to play with more than Arty. He's just put so much work into like doing something new and exciting, and finding a way to like fit in the balance and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know. Um, in,
0: Did you meet these guys in New York?
2: I actually met them at school in Boston. In Boston? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Where'd you go to school there?
2: I did At go
0: to Berkeley, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
2: I am not officially endorsing them. Okay, <laughs> uh, huh, 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 huh. but
0: unofficially, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how they it do it. Cool. Twenty bucks under the table. Yeah, on a every time you podcast. say their name, it's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Venmo. Uh, yeah, uh, damn that's it. Now hilarious. I'm endorsing Venmo too. I do not <laughs> endorse these corporate entities. Fuck so, that.
0: <laughs> so what? Um, so this song you were mentioning is, is going to be on the new album.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, this, not, not this last one that I was okay. just playing, but I'm like produce, it's sort of part of my own personal project, gotcha. which is, uh, I, it's still, I still need a stage name, as I said,
0: mm. Oh yeah, we're I'm taking
2: recommendations. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I go by Dirt Grabs sometimes or Marty Squibs, both names that are kind of more given me than I
0: uh-huh.
2: decided on, but.
1: But that would be like, this song is going to be for the solo project.
2: Yeah, it's more, but it's like something, it all kind of blurs together i think i'm i'm lucky in the in the band and that i get to like lucky and unlucky it's sort of the line is blurred between my personal stuff and the and the stuff that's like for the band mm-hmm. but we really really write together mm-hmm. so i couldn't just be like you know like fuck you guys we're just doing this song yeah. and i yeah, wouldn't yeah. want to or wouldn't be evolve. it would just be my thing right um
0: yeah yeah that's the that's the fun of it and it's something that i learned like dealing doing this podcast that it's like bringing other people in I mean, they just come up with ideas that you just will never have thought of, you know, and like, and it makes it, I mean, it can be frustrating whenever somebody pushes against your idea, Uh but you know, a lot of times you need that. Well, there's the, the two,
2: like the battle I'm fighting right now with being in like a band is like the, the major pro is that like it's many minds on this thing and we're really like making something together mm-hmm. and collaboration I feel is 100% necessary in any like art form. Right. You know, but then then the, the battle is against like, okay, am I making sure that like my ideas are getting fully realized before they're chopped or like before they're edited mm-hmm. but in the end that's not what that's not what Ho is about it's about the seven of us trying to do something like trying to escape and <laughs> find a time <laughs> to like make something super fun that makes our life worth living and shit you know yeah
0: yeah that's a good way to put it yeah <laughs> makes life worth worth living um, it's hard man <laughs> yeah. are you like cracking
1: the whip
2: Kind of. Are you like yeah. the
1: taskmaster?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm like and I'm definitely the dude just like pushing to make things happen and yeah. like do the gigs. I'm like, uh, and doing all the behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, right. No manager, no booking agent. Yeah. Um, and you and you guys got help,
0: but. that's amazing because you get you have some radio play too or you have like yeah. a placement in a mo- in a television show?
2: Yes, uh the Moon Eclipse the Sun was in the sexy vampire show, the originals. <laughs> One of them. Not the original- as sexy as True Blood though, oh. mm. It is real sexy.
1: Was it as campy as True Blood? It's
2: like that's it's kind of a problem that it's not. I think. Yeah. Perhaps it
1: must
0: be campy. They got to
2: get on there. Yeah. Game. Sorry, originals. I do love you, but. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you watch? Uh, did you watch the episode? I as did. Presenter? Yeah. I
2: did and it was it was uh, it was pretty low in the mix. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah the members <laughs> of it was wasn't a band. wasn't feature. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't remember to tell like my parents that it was happening, but I should have because then they'd be like, oh, that music school might have been worse. <laughs> but the, uh, some of the guys did, and they got texts from their parents like, I can't where hear was this it? Uh, You know, like, like I thought uh, it was always like they're in a barbecue restaurant, like investigating some stuff and. And then the song's on in the background, and it's so ominous because it's called Moon Eclipse the Sun. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: I have a friend. My friend sold a, a song, to. It was a Woody Harrelson movie, and then it ends up just being in the trailer, and then it ends up just being <laughs> the instrumental in the trailer. Uh, so she gets a check, you know, which is cool, yeah. but it's like. A nice fat uh, check. Yeah, it was it was pretty fat. I'm, I'm actually
2: so grateful for that opportunity. It really made a lot of stuff possible for us and brought, brought some people to the cause.
0: Yeah. how Can you talk us through the process? Of how that even came about?
2: Um, I think, I'm not sure where they like found us. I didn't want to introduce anything into the conversation that was going to confuse the like, (laughs) let's sign this contract thing. Um, And, uh, but I assume they found us on Spotify because I feel like that's what music supervisors do. They go on Spotify and search like psychedelic or, you Mm -hmm. know, like vampire music. And uh, there was (laughs) a good chance that song called Moon Eclipse the Sun is, like, on somebody's, like, vampires (laughs) playlist, Playlist. which I love. I mean, I'm about it. I'm Uh a big, like, Halloween camp guy and everything, but –
0: Did you think when you uh, put out that last album that that one would be the one that emerged? Not at all. Not
2: when we started recording it. It's not a single kind of vibe. It. We didn't think so. But then when when it was the end, like it's a moody
1: kind of background vibe. Yeah, Yeah. it
2: was. And but then when we finished the song, we were like, "Oh wait, this song is like definitely the most together on the album." And and it was like our producer Joe Harrison. He like layered together that little vocal thing in the beginning, which really was like, "Oh, this is a special song with like." A very hooky, like first 15 seconds. Yeah. like. Mm. But I think it had to come about organically. If we'd been like, we want to write a song with a perfect hook in the first 15 seconds, yeah.
0: <laughs> never going to happen. That's not
2: how we. I write songs or they write songs or,
0: you know. Right. And um, that album is called Last of the Acid Cowboys. That's right. It's and a great name. I yeah. love that Thanks. name. Thanks.
2: Yeah. I love that name. <laughs> it's dude.
0: a track off the album. Is that yeah. correct? Mm hmm.
1: So Joe Harrison, just real quick, uh-huh. that, uh, did you guys track that here or in we Boston? We tracked it or?
2: in Brooklyn at the Black Lodge Recording Studio. Uh, it's like under the tracks of the, the, the JMC mm-hmm. train mm-hmm. on Broadway. Cool. Awesome. That's where we did mostly all of it, like 90%. And then the other 10% we did at Diamond Mine, which is in Long Island City. It's hmm. a studio run by um, uh, Tom Brennick. And some Daptone people, oh, beautiful, okay. mm-hmm. awesome place. Really? Super lucky to have Long Island City. gone in there for a
0: minute. That's cool. That's cool. Well, we're going to move forward to, um, do you want to play your best song? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. This was a struggle, man, because I'm a very self-deprecating person, <laughs> um, so it's hard to decide what's best, so I just decided like what I like to play the most and what uh-huh. I feel like is the most. Dude, but it's Creep Factor
0: 900 again, man.
1: Are you ready for that? I think that I'm might ready. be. Uh, I think there's a stage name somewhere. Yeah, in there. I
0: know. I, I was gonna say Creep that. Factor
1: 900. You, you could open up for Power Man 5000. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is perfect, man.
0: All right, we're back with Carl and Paul,
2: and this is Creep Factor 900 here to hit you with my song, White Foam.
4: and don't between day and night
0: was rad thanks uh, first note that I had is the touch on the guitar it's perfect it's just like thanks really nice touch <laughs> It's like you went to school for it or something.
2: Um, <laughs> Dude, I mean, this was really like, that was just, you know, doing it over and over until my girlfriend wanted to kick me out. More or
0: less. Yeah. Did you study guitar at school or at music school?
2: Uh, yeah, I studied guitar and I studied writing and production. Oh, okay. um, I took the performance major like right through the last semester and then dropped it because a performance degree doesn't mean anything right. unless you're like auditioning for Broadway or some shit. That's not your bag. Which I might.
1: Creep
0: <laughs> factor. Might as phone. well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it a go.
4: Yeah. Maybe I will someday.
1: What was the title of that one more time? White foam. Um, what? Is that about some like ocean vibes? I was feeling maybe. I had overdose. Or a memory. Or a memory. Um, or a memory. I,
2: dude, you guys are killing it because those are exactly yeah. the things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That, okay. He's like stuck between day maybe, and night.
1: Or maybe rabies.
2: We got <laughs> babies making rabies, yeah, man.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. No, it's uh, it is a it's not necessarily like an overdose, but we got we got. Um, you know what I really think was like the uh, thought that got in my brain that started this concept was this story about fucking. Uh, what's a guitarist from Motley Crue? Mick Mars. Is that his sure. name? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I don't sure. know. I'm sorry. So they wrote this by Who was Nikki Six in? Nikki Six was in po- freaking some <laughs> real crap. I can't remember. Was it not
1: Motley Crue? <laughs> he no. was in Poison. No. Poison? I think oh, wait. Poin. Maybe
4: Nikki Six was the bass player?
1: <laughs> I think Nikki Six was in The Crew. Okay. okay. So that I, might but, be. Uh, I mean, our listeners can. Yeah, you I think can, you're, can, I you think you're right. I think you're, abs- I think you're
2: absolutely right.
1: I am. I mean, Sorry, I mean, Nikki Six. <laughs> yeah, Yo,
2: we should at them with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Motley Crue. Yep, I think it's happen. Mick Mars. Almost positive that's the guitarist's name. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved them in middle school. They wrote this biography. All my friends read it. I didn't read it. I just listened to them tell me stories from wrong. it. Yeah, yeah. And Mick Mars one time like drank like so so much and woke up like in the foam of the water like on the beach and thought he was dead. He was like, that his mind was all altered. And it was the same night that um, Vince Vaughn or whatever, the singer, like killed someone in a car accident. Oh, shit. Like drunk driving. Oh, wait. Not
1: Vince Vaughn. The Vince Neal. Neal. Vince Neil. Sorry, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Dude, I love
2: Vince Vaughn. I would never want him. Vince Neal, everybody. Okay. Yeah. Vince Neal. Do not perpetuate the rumor that Vince, that Vince Vaughn was, ever yeah. did anything like that. But we don't like know that, that yeah. for sure. Anyway, I got to finish this story okay, before this right. podcast is over. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Mick Mars is wandering around. Vince Neal had just done this horrible thing or whatever. Everybody's uh-huh. like in this beach house they'd rented like crying, and he sees them through this sliding glass door, and he's like, I'm dead. Everyone's crying because I'm dead. Oh, and oh, Mick whoa. Morris goes like walking straight into the glass <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, breaks it or something. So I think that's like where I kind of got the idea from this silly ass story. Is there a
1: part in this song maybe about the Drummer from Def Leppard showing up with just one arm, too. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get yeah. that in there somehow.
2: It's like, oh, I heard that guy did everything with pedals. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I heard his, he never lost his arm. He was just hiding it.
2: <laughs> it's just weird because this song is not about Mick Mars and his shitty experience. Uh-huh. It's about, it's its just like kind of like a thought provoking.
1: That's a great story. inspiration. A lot of yeah. I like taking it from that. It I could never, it. I would never have known, but mm. that's awesome. That's good to know.
0: Yeah. When you're writing, um, Are you working from... Do you kind of come up with white foam and then you're working from that? Or is it just stream of conscious? Do you remember? Can I give
2: you one other little kernel of this song? Okay, so there was... I went to see Quintron and Miss Pussycat, fucking amazing New Orleans-like sort of garage rockers with like... In a way, they'd probably hate being called that or something, but the dude is like an inventor, like makes these... Synthesizer is powered by the weather and shit, and he huh? plays a mean what? organ. Wait, yeah. can, can you give us a little background on that <laughs> Quintron's Weather Warlock. Look it up. It's amazing. Okay. I'm like obsessed we'll with this. We'll put it like, in the show notes. Right. There's this punk scene in New Orleans that's fucking amazing. It drives me nuts how good all these bands are. Yeah, New but, Orleans uh, is
1: crazy. Sorry, go yeah. on.
2: Quintron and Miss Pussycat. I went to see them at uh, Baby's Alright on Halloween one year, and they played this song. Uh, Called Fire Waterfall, and they're going waterfall, waterfall, fire waterfall. And in my mind, I thought they're going white foam, white foam. (laughs) Like so, I, um, so yeah, that's where I I think I got that hook from, right there. Yeah, that's amazing. hearing the Quintron song. I like
1: white foam is a bit more
0: evocative to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although fire water that does sound. I mean You've got to
2: peep that song. That song's fucking. Oh my god. Song Uh, definitely. So, can we
0: talk about a little bit more about influences? So, this is clearly that's an influence on this particular song, but kind of more overarching for most of your music. Um, Is there somebody that really um, you look up to or aspire?
2: Uh, It's always been like Bowie, especially like when I do my solo shows. You know, uh, I I imagine him like sitting there in one of his like dresses on a stool, like doing his fucking solo (laughs) thing because he'd always play. I, you know the, like, Spiders from Mars live album, and he plays that one song about, like, when I meet death, like, and it, he gets, like, real dark when he goes solo, mm. and I really love that, like, troubadour kind of, like, singing about, like, kind of existential subject matter. Mm. So that's where I go with my, when I play solo, uh-huh. because I feel like I want every show to have a little more thought behind it than just, like, these are the songs I write for Evolfo here presented on right guitar and vocals. um. So for me, that's like making each each like solo show a show, and that's how I felt like it was with Bowie doing that thing, is he sits there and he sort of gets really dark. Uh huh. And it, um, so that's that's a big influence.
0: So it seems like you kind of have like a nice uh, like dual outlet of you have Evolfo yeah. for like for some stuff, but then anything that doesn't quite fit in that paradigm, then it, it, you could be your, your solo yeah. set.
2: I think that's been really important for every member of our band too, so that we know we can make a sort of. It's not always necessary to differentiate, like you know, this you can't the... compartmentalize everything. But uh-huh. You have to be ready to have your song like ripped to shreds by the band at this point if yeah. you yeah. want to bring it to the group. Do yeah. they?
1: Uh, do they? Wait, do multiple multiple people bring songs, or it's just you? You're saying?
2: Yeah, there's uh, there's like anyone who can bring anyone a song, can, or whatever. Yeah. It's just you know, like there's always this feeling of like what's going to be. I hope there's this feeling of like what's going to be best for the project at that moment. You know, right?
1: Like, That's what sticks.
2: And we share like everything. People who come up with the idea for a song get, like, the right to say, I wrote this song. Uh Right. Like, not just for the sake of, like, royalties or whatever, but also for the sake of being credited with their own creative idea. Yeah, right. But then then uh, we share, like, everything as far as, like, we made this recording together is, like, split perfectly equally because it's, you know, even if you just ended up not playing on the song or playing one little thing, you're still just, like, part of, you were there. Like, you put time in and...
0: Do you have like a specific band day that you guys all meet or are you just get together when you're going to be doing a run of shows or something? Monday
2: nights. We yeah. meet up on Monday nights. Yeah. For like three hours recording stuff. though is a little different because we need to like stretch out. Yeah. Like Got I'm sprawl. Yeah. And I'm a hyperactive person. Like if we're on a time constraint, I'll be like, yo, shut up. Stop having fun. Like we need to finish this. Right. And then that will like shut some of the other guys down. Like right. for sure. Like they'll just lose their momentum. And it's about like finding the balance and, Right now it's like, well, meet, when we have a whole day, we'll meet up for like twelve hours and fucking yeah, finish. If what the,
1: what um uh, what's the how does that, how do the lyrics the lyrics part work? Like, if you bring in a song, do you guys go at each other's lyrics? Yeah, we how's do. that how's it's that incredible. work out? For I don't you? know,
2: man. <laughs> and that that's one thing where I've got this like sort of purist attitude, and I have, but like lately I've just been like, fuck it, let's dive in and like rip each other's lyrics yeah. up and like try not to get offended and like. I think like there's a deep part of me saying, like, that's right. That's the way to do it, you know, with this group band. Like, yeah. how far can we go with this collaborative spirit? Yeah. But then I remember reading this interview with with that band level up that I like that they're, they're like their drummer's a friend of mine. And so I read this interview in ad hoc. I also really love their music. So mm-hmm. that's why I read it. But uh <laughs> and they're talking about, could you imagine like somebody else singing your lyrics? Like, oh my God. And I'm like, fuck, wait, what if that's true? You know, like and this sort of like a sacred, like personal thing to the lyrics, yeah. Because uh, the voice is super vulnerable. It is, uh-huh. yeah. And so I'm a little like torn on that point, yeah. But I also am like, but it's you know like what? The f-
1: most fragile part of your ego. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that's like oh the my tip god. of it right there. It's like it doesn't get more vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh
2: my god. I t- yeah. It's hard, but in the end, I'm thinking like this will be a good thing. Like mm-hmm. working on lyrics together. I think we're coming up with really cool concepts. Um and it's definitely like get centering us all around a like kind of overarching concept for this new album.
0: Well I hope it's great. Thanks. Um what I'm gonna ask you to do though now is play the worst thing that you could think of or the if you could evoke
1: that Carl's first story somehow. (laughs) Sonically. If you could do that for us.
0: There was definitely a sonic element to it.
2: Yeah. So I feel that I might actually do that. All right, this is Deep Flop from back when Evolfo was called Evolfo DuFet. You figure that one out. <clears throat>
4: Right down to your soul now You got some tree trunk legs Just growing through the floor now But if you ask me to Be knocking on your door loud Then maybe if you come We'll fall down on the floor now Playing with me Not playing with you Save my soul feet and free Not feeding blue i uh-huh. upon my soul, but leap straight to my throat, upon fear of getting old now, I shout your name out loud while you walk to the door, and then don't be surprised if it's me shouting out for more, you're playing with me, not playing with you, save my soul, I'm feeling free. Shuns in upon my soul But heaps straight to my throat Upon fear of getting old now I shout your name out loud While you walk to the door And babe, don't be surprised if you shout out for more I'm playing with me Not playing with you Save my soul I'm feeding free Not and blue boo-
1: deep flop deep flop you got okay, it okay can i get i just really got to know i was like racking my brain like like so you're singing like i'm just going to go with it for a second yeah. so you're like singing about a relationship you got it and like a box office flop <laughs> like like you put like it like the budget was like 85 million, but you only sold like 60 tickets? <laughs> That's a, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the best I can come up okay.
2: with. Okay, We had this song like out on an album at one point. You want to take a stab at what you think it was? Uh,
0: I'm thinking flop, um, like a flop house, like, um, you know, a place where people will crash, you know, and then sure. I need your money or something. But I know it. Maybe I'm it's just less. about belly flopping.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Into, the <pool. laughs> Into the pool. Into the pool uh yeah i mean those are both perfect interpretations because this song has no meaning (laughs) the the, like uh the worst song the illness
1: is on the listener i
2: still have love for this song we Uh put it out on an album at one point (laughs) yeah deep flop you can find it on youtube i'm sure that's a really interesting choice
1: of words i gotta say
2: yeah well you know what that that was like the band when I I started this band in like fucking 2009 in California with a bunch of high school friends, totally mm-hmm. different group, and we were called Evolfo Fet.
0: Where does that name come from? Spells
2: the food of love backwards. Oh. Started for we were doing music for Shakespeare play thing, and we were like playing Velvet Underground, and then we went out and did open mics and stuff. And anyway, if one of the guys in the band was like, "You should write a song called Deep Flop," and I, I just. I don't know how it came about, but I did. And so that I almost did this one as the first uh-huh. song because it was one of the, the first ones I penned for the band. For the band? Yeah.
0: Well, what are you thinking about when you're singing it? I mean, what is, what is he? Hitting those notes. Yeah.
2: It like, it's
1: takes some pipes in that song. Yeah. It was yeah, good. Yeah, definitely
2: a different level of uh, yeah. singing on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was definitely like, what one of our favorite ones to play? We used to be like playing the hard funk.
1: Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this. This one seemed like it was really probably a good one live.
2: Uh, yeah. It was fun as hell. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll still like break it out occasionally. Like, uh, like a friend had us to her wedding and really wanted us to like play it, and I still like it. But the, that's but the,
0: one of the vows
2: as we're like, you're exactly. <laughs> my deep lobby, and I am yours.
0: Uh oh. right, now give me your money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, man, I still have a ball playing it. Like, it's just a matter of we just started making studio recordings yeah. and not just trying to, like, capture what we do live, and that changed things and, like, what's more fun now. I is, can see that, yeah. And it's important for us to step out there confidently and say, like, this is the weird music we make now. Yeah, it kind mm-hmm. of maybe
1: lacks the m- pensive maturity of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: not it's not really looking inward so much as outward. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me I mean, your money yeah, that's right. outward yeah. yeah
2: so that is the line that means like the least yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the entire
1: song. yeah.
0: can we talk real quick about the axe that you're playing yeah you're playing the dude. silver tone?
2: Oh, i love this thing man
0: where'd you get that
2: this is uh i got this off of a dude named mikey hart who plays in a bunch of different bands uh his band x-rays is really good um
1: that's a great name.
2: Yeah, it's like X Reyes. It's like R E Y E S. Oh, cool. Yeah, really good band. Um, and yeah, it's a silver tone uh, silhouette from the seventies. Yeah, let me see. I think it's birthday is on the inside of the pickguard. It's 1976. Mm. So I'm just like a classic hipster loving his Brooklyn
3: offset, junk man. guitar. <laughs> it's offset, offset. Yeah. I feel you. But you got one, too. And you I got one, it's too. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think I got the <clears throat> 66 Hornet.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> is this your number one guitar that you'll play at a show? Number
2: one, yeah. I fly with it and stuff. If I'm flying to Mexico tomorrow to play with this, with this um, band, Rhodes Rollins, really awesome band that you should... Check out her music. It's amazing. But I, I fly with this everywhere. It's uh-huh. like a, it's super sturdy. It's uh-huh. great. It can stand. It's an it. amazing guitar, man. Yeah. I like
1: the gold foil pickups too. I was trying to figure it out what makes... they were, and you had to remind me what they're called. Yeah. But they're awesome.
2: Yeah. They're the the what is what's his name? Uh Cooter says that they're like the, the guitars that make the pickups that make shitty guitars sound good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, he's the master. Yes, I love the tone master. Man. Yeah, that, there's a video of him singing Going Down to Brownsville on YouTube with a mandolin, and it's just like but it gives me chills every time I watch it
2: I gotta watch that dude
0: so uh, can we talk about you got some other kind of big shows coming up in San Francisco too
2: yeah, yeah. we're doing Hardly Strictly Bluegrass in I will Golden see you King there Park. yes dude <laughs> yeah. rad come hang out
0: yeah we'll, we'll do we'll be
2: debaucherous up to stuff I actually play three sets there really so my family band plays a set we're called the Go to Hell Man Band
1: actually family band yeah
2: it's me and my mom my brothers my sisters my really? cousins it's like it's like a mighty wind there's like fucking <laughs> wow what like a trip base. that sounds yeah. awesome um, yeah it's pretty great uh and then me and my brothers we have a band called the brothers gib where we do mm. like bg's kind of stuff this year mm. we're doing like we're gonna wear like Dude. flowing white shirts and, <laughs> and play like enya and sting and shit like Dude. it's a big joke that's awesome. amazing um and evolfo yeah evolfo's on saturday and then we're playing with steve Earle at great american music hall on friday october 5th and then doing a few of our own headlining shows los angeles and
0: Damn, him yeah. busy, huh?
2: Yeah, man, I'm really excited. Um, I really want to get this album done, but it's so hard to say no to shows. That's why right. I like to play solo because I hate it. What do you
1: have it. here? What shows do you have here?
2: Uh, next thing should be Halloween. We're doing like this this kind of secret Halloween thing. I don't really know where it is or what it is mm. yet. It's like Rubelod or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll be putting it out there on social
1: media yeah. soon. Cool. We'll we'll put links to all your stuff.
3: Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And Paul could use a press pass for uh, Hardly Strictly. Yeah, do let's it. Do yeah. Let yeah.
3: yeah. 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 me I'll get like a guest. Let me
0: get
1: a guest guitarist. I think pass, I can. Yeah,
2: should be able to. Like, like maybe I just change my name for each band. So that I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You give <laughs> like credentials for every <laughs> yeah. for every band. I could.
1: I could. I could grow out a stash and kind of pass it to you. Maybe. <laughs> you I mean, we could just dress the same I every mean, day. I
2: mean, like, it's like one of those uh, sitcoms where like I have to be in two places at once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i to yeah. be like wearing <laughs> half a dinner suit and like half of my so, Yeah, I'll show thing, up right? and I'll be like, I am
1: him. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah, I'm tall. ready. <laughs> and your, your mom's going to be like, are you? Are you? <laughs>
0: like,
1: oh, Matthew, Brooklyn has changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, man, this has been so much fun, and I really appreciate you coming out and doing these songs. Uh, we offer people to do a wild card song. Would yeah. you like to do one of those? For yeah, us I figure
2: I got to do something off of Last the of Acid Cowboys. So yeah, I'm gonna great. just I'm gonna do Moon Eclipse the Sun.
3: Yeah, that'd be I've great. I've done it
2: solo before. It's got the solo treatment, and I like playing the dang thing. <laughs> Here it is, Moon Eclipse of the Sun.
4: Grin, knocking at your door, now letting me in, oh I try, yes I try, oh, you're not bad, but you're not good, you just say that you misunderstood, oh I ain't gonna try,